Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I talk to Aubrey Edwards of AEW. We talk about her as a ref, but she does so much more, and we'll get into it with Aubrey. Also, speaking of AEW, it's Tony time. That's right. We talk to owner and president Tony Khan right here on the Busted Open Podcast. I was thinking I wanted to get somebody on, Tommy, not just somebody who excels in the ring, but does a lot outside the ring. It's kind of the unsung hero of a pro wrestling company. And I am so glad, Tommy, that we've been able to get Aubrey Edwards to join us here on a Wednesday morning because Aubrey is somebody who is one of those unsung heroes. You know what she does inside the ring each and every Wednesday night on Dynamite, but she does so much more. And it's kind of the glue that holds that show together. So let's bring her in. Aubrey, how are you this morning? I'm a, I'm a little taken aback by that intro. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> well, you are. I mean, and, 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 you know, like I think with AEW and AEW has been phenomenal with us here on busted open. We've been able to talk to a lot of different characters and personalities here. Uh, and we get to talk to Tony Khan every week and everybody has gotten to know, you know, everyone who steps into the middle of that ring, whether it's on AEW dynamite on TBS, like we're going to get tonight or for Rampage on TNT. But Aubrey, you do so much. And there's so much to what you do with AEW inside and outside the ring. Uh, first of all, how has it been working with AEW? It's it's the time of my life. Like, I, I had a dream job before AEW, making video games for over a decade. And then now I get to yell at dudes who play fight in their underwear, which not a lot of people ever even fathom doing at a professional level. So I'm extremely grateful for everything I get to do and all of the ways that I get to contribute to the company's success. It's, it's pretty much the dopest gig I could ever have. I agree. Uh, <clears throat> let me ask you though. Um, I don't know what else do you do? Cause I don't know. Like uh, I've always Ooh. seen you at shows and you're always kind of running around, um, but tell me and tell the nation what else you do. Sweet. Uh, yeah, so I ref 
Uh, obviously, everyone knows that. But on the other side of things, I do have an office contract with AEW, which uh, includes a number of responsibilities. So first and foremost, I am a co-host with Tony Schiavone of the AEW Unrestricted Podcast, which is our official podcast for all wrestling. New episodes every Thursday, and the video version comes out on uh, Monday on TNT's YouTube channel. I also work uh, very closely in our video game division. Uh, I've been heading up development for Elite General Manager, which is our mobile game that released last year. So that's sort of where I get to still do that old dream job as well as this one. Uh, I'm also uh, recently uh, what we call a co-queen. Uh, Leva and I are heading up Heels, which is an organization that Brandy Rhodes started prior to her departure from AEW. But it's a female-focused group, uh, fan group uh, for wrestling fans. Uh, allows them to come together. We do monthly meetups over Zoom where we uh, give them unprecedented access to talent. We'll do Q and A's, we'll do costume parties. We'll bring in experts outside, uh, outside of the industry to talk about things like mental health and physical fitness and general organization. We'll have makeup tutorials. We'll highlight all of the different people behind the scenes at AEW. And that's something that I've really been my focus uh, in more recent weeks. So with all you do, Aubrey, like what's the one, because you wear many hats, obviously. What's the one that you enjoy the most? Uh, I think it changes day to day, honestly, because so many of those roles are so different from each other. Like I'll record a couple podcasts in a row with Tony and then wrap that up and go, man, this is the greatest part of this gig. And then I'll come out of a heels meeting with you know, Leva and the rest of our marketing team and go, man, this is the greatest thing. And I think it's just because every little thing that I do has a different impact in a different part of wrestling, whether it's promoting the company and everything we do, whether it's building up our female fan base, whether it's uh, building up our presence in digital media, there's all of these different things that I get to have my hands in. It's hard to pick one, honestly. It's uh I learned it, but I didn't realize I learned it after ECW and I learned it from JR where he was like, you wore many hats within ECW out of necessity. And you also think about AEW was a fairly new company. And I mean, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm looking at, you know, I really, there's money in video games. I want it. I want a video game. And then, oh wait, I have an employee that actually used to work in video games. Like, I mean, it's, it all kind of like goes hand in hand which is uh, really, really cool. What games did you work on uh, prior? Like, what was your... Uh, it's, it's a pretty long list. I think overall in my career, I've worked on somewhere between like 11 and 12 games, but actually shipped, I've worked on uh, six or seven. Uh, the biggest one I've known for is this game called Scribblenauts. Uh, it had multiple iterations within the franchise. It was Nintendo DS, Nintendo Wii U, PC, 3DS, iPhone, Android. Uh, it was pretty much available everywhere. I've worked on a couple other games like Lox Quest and Drawn to Life, which were also uh, Nintendo DS games. I worked on an MMO at one point, uh, which was Camelot Unchanged, spiritual successor to Dark Age of Camelot. I've worked in VR. We were previously building a basically Twitch, but for virtual reality, which was the last thing I was doing before uh, getting hired full-time at AEW. So I've worked in uh, next-gen console. I've worked in PC. I've worked in free-to-play mobile. I've, I've worked in pretty much every possible aspect of the video game industry. Hang on one second. Wow. Dave, what was the last video game you ever played? Well, I, I was, I was going to tell Aubrey not to toot my own horn, but 1980, Puzo's Pizzeria Ooh. in Hawthorne, New Jersey. I had the high score on Pong. 
I think it still stands. I think I retired that machine with the high score, Tommy. Don't mean to toot my own horn, but Puzo's Pizzeria, I think it I still stands. I knew it would go somewhere like this. <laughs> I knew it. <clears throat> Aubrey, let me ask you this, because I'm always impressed with your work. I've been blessed to work with you. I always thought you were a great referee. I was super duper proud of you. Once you Thank get you. Uh, hired, you just had an emotional uh, as well as a physical match with Thunder Rosa in the sense of you, you're, you're there, you're the referee on the spot. Paul Turner gets knocked out. He's done. That match was great because I say it, it was almost a perfect match because, and I use that mat, that term. I don't throw that term out there because it was right place, right time. Everybody did their job so, so well. And for you, there's thumbtacks really they're they're all concentrated in one specific area yeah. but <laughs> being the referee that you are dive right into those tacks three new champion <laughs> what were you the hell were you thinking or just get lost in the emotion uh it's it was a very I, I mean like i'm not expecting at the end of that that i'm going to be counting the final three count in a pile of tacks it's just the shoulders are where the shoulders are and ultimately I care about my job and my job is to see both shoulders on a pin. And if Brit is getting pinned in a spot where I need to land tax, then I got to count in tax. And part of what wrestling, what makes wrestling great. And part of what draws me to wrestling is the storytelling aspect of it. And part of it is that is the finish. Like it's the thunder driver. Thunder's going to win the title. I have to make sure that is an emphatic three count. And I cannot hold back in that moment because that's Thunder's moment and I don't want to lose that. So uh, was it the best decision I've ever made? No. Would I do it again? In a heartbeat. You showed the uh, the ills of what happened too. Uh, and I always say, man, the worst places for thumbtacks, elbows and fingers. And you, that's where you were aiming. It was great. I actually got them on my knees pretty bad. Like I wear knee pads under mm. under my pants, but they're the McDavid ones. They're a little thinner. So they have the hex things they spread. And then, so they went through the actual plastic. So my arms are okay today, but uh, we taped Rampage after Dynamite last week and having to count pins in the main event of Rampage when your knees are really bloody and cut up is not a fun experience. And I don't recommend it to anybody. I will also, these are the stories that the the fans and, and I know the busted open nation appreciates that, that the after effect or getting on a plane the next day. I don't know if you had the pleasure of all of a sudden your arms start bleeding because once they pressurize the cabin, the wounds open up. It happens. Uh, thankfully, I wasn't bleeding by the next morning. I was still bleeding uh, during Rampage. You can actually see if you watch it back, I have bandages all the way up my arms because every time I hit a pin, I would start like bleeding again. And that's kind of not something you want to change the story a little bit between Keith Lee and Max Caster, honestly. Uh, but I also, and I won't say when it happened, but I accidentally got kicked in the leg pretty hard earlier in the night, just a little too close to the action. It happens frequently, but I had to no sell it because I don't want to change the story. So I had this like deep quad contusion as well. So being able to like be on the plane, I had to ask someone like, Hey, can I take the aisle seat? Cause I'm going to be getting up a lot. I'm stretching out my quad and just moving my leg constantly. Cause I don't want it to like seize up. So yeah, no, the plane ride home was not a fun one. Yeah. It's uh, I literally contemplate retirement every single plane ride. And uh, when you're banged up 
So even even when you're if you're in first class, it's the worst. I also don't recommend going to a dermatologist appointment after you have thumbtacks all over you because that happened to me once. And she thought I had this rare (laughs) skin thing where I had a bunch of holes all over my body with scabs and told me to stop picking them. I was like, well, I haven't picked them. Those are (laughs) thumbtacks. Try explaining that to a doctor. You mentioned uh, the unrestricted podcast that you do with Tony Schiavone. Uh, Last year you had uh, Thunder Rosa as a guest um, and you've been able, you know, that's when she just started with AEW, um, just starting to set her goals and what she wanted to do. She got emotional with both you and Tony talking about her stories and her beginnings. What was it like for you having had that conversation, having developed a relationship with her over the last year to be a part of that moment in San Antonio last week? Thunder is an incredible wrestler. I worked with her a little bit on the indies before uh, we ended up together. But I think one of the things that's really great about her and her position is she was not originally signed to all elite wrestling. She was part of the NWA and then eventually worked her way into an incredible storyline with Brit Had all of a bunch of amazing, incredible matches. Eventually we hired her and that's just a story of hard work and connecting with the audience. Right. So automatically she's, she becomes a part of our family which is great because I love the opportunity to work with her any chance I get, but also seeing Thunder Rosa like as a strong woman, but also a Mexican born woman being able to represent her culture in the way that she does and being able to represent women in wrestling the way that she does. uh, It's something that I find super inspiring and I'm really, really happy to be able to call her my friend. Uh, For you, I mean, growing up, in the wrestling business in the sense of working in event, there was not a lot of female referees and you are now a prominent fixture on television. I also love the fact that, cause I hate that the referees don't get their names uh, spoken on television. Um, I'm not talking about AEW. Um, we know who you are because of, the announcers, the announcers state the referees' names, which you're as important uh, part of the match as everybody else in that match. But how does it feel for you to be a woman represented on television for the sake of, I mean, there used to be what? I mean, I could think of 50 years going back in pro wrestling, and I think there was one female wrestler, I mean, referee. And yeah, now, they're... I mean, what is that? Yeah, it's the fact that both companies have uh, a prominent full-time female referee on their main roster is just a huge uh, statement for how society and wrestling has kind of grown, grown, right? Like wrestling is a traditionally very masculine sports and masculine interest. So the fact that we have the growing female fan base we do is excellent. And I've always really cared about representation and making sure that we have people of different genders and races and sexual orientations represented on the screen because you want to see someone that looks like you when you're consuming media sorry when you're consuming media and it's it develops a more uh, a deeper story and the audience can connect with that in a better way and I think it just leads to a better product overall so to be a part of that sort of changing of the guard where it's not uncommon to see female referee referees at indie shows now there's, there's a ton, there's a bunch coming out of LA. There's a couple in the East coast. Like I'm training a couple They're they're based all over. Like it's, 
it's a common thing now. And the fact that you said, like, thinking back 50 years ago, there wasn't really anybody. That's part of one of the things that I really love about being in the role I am is that we're, we're changing the game. It's awesome. I was going to say, I saw you post something about someone who was just given an opportunity in AEW and you said you helped train them. And I, I thought yes. that was really, really cool because you have a platform and now you're also, I always say like, I would come back through the curtain. I'd have Terry Funk, Mick Foley, all helping me. And now you have that platform to help others succeed in their dreams because not everyone's going to make it as a wrestler or not everyone's, you know, and there's also people who straight up like Joey Styles never wanted to be a wrestler, but he wanted to be an announcer. There's people who don't want to be wrestlers. They want to be referees. So how important is that to you? It's super important. And on top of that, Ali, the, the referee you're mentioning, like the thing that makes me most proud about that is I didn't get her booked. She got herself booked. She nice. works uh, at uh, a promotion where QT Marshall was teaching a seminar and then she ended up refing his match. He knew that she was my student and he wanted to bring her in for dark just to give her a couple reps so that she could be around, you know, an actual television environment and people at the top of their game. And, you know, for, for someone who's a coach, it's a very, very, uh, like, it's the biggest compliment when someone says, Hey, I want to book your student because I really like everything that they do. And that's just an absolutely incredible feeling. So. Aubrey, you, you do so much within AEW. And then you're out in the ring and you're in front of thousands of people. Do, do you get nervous at all? Like before a match or before a diamond, do nerves ever, you know, come into play or are you just laser focused on what you have to do that night? Uh, I still get nervous. I would say that there's a sliding scale. Sometimes it's, you know, a two or a three, if it's something like a smaller dark match or something. Uh, but there's a couple of those pay-per-view matches where I've been, uh, in my own head and super nervous and shaking beforehand. Uh, probably the most nervous I've been was the last all out. It was Chris Jericho versus MJF. And if Chris Jericho lost, he had to basically leave AEW. And I was nervous as hell for that because not only is it like, okay, well, if I screw this up, like <laughs> there's kind of a stipulation here that, that doesn't really work out in his favor. Uh, but also it's just, it's this big moment where they've had a storyline going on for a year and it's a live pay-per-view and there's all of these things to factor in. Uh, I did a run-in during full gear between Kenny and uh, Hangman Page when Hangman Page won the title. And I was so nervous about running down that ramp because there's this gap at the end where it sort of meets the stage. And I didn't want to just like totally fall and plant my face and then have to get back up because then everyone would have only remembered that they wouldn't have remembered this amazing moment where page one wins the title against Kenny. So it's, there's all of these little things. Like I, I was nervous for thunders match, thunder and Brit. I was nervous for uh, pretty much any major match, like grand slam working with punk the first time there's, there's all these different things, but yeah, I, I definitely still get nervous. In uh, wrestling. We always talk about moments. Do you have one, a favorite, moment for yourself like just straight up like i don't want to say a surreal moment but this is like wow this is so cool that i'm a part of this i think the biggest moment for me was when i found out both when i found out and when it happened when i found out it was going to be doing the uh first ever title match between hangman and jericho 
uh, finding out I was doing it. I was literally two years into the industry at that point. I, I wasn't even signed to AEW full-time. I had only had like a per show deal. So the fact that they were trusting me with this thing and, and it's Jericho, like it's freaking Chris Jericho. Like this is insane. But hearing that like he had requested me and Hangman had requested me for this match, like that's nerve wracking as hell because now it's like, okay, well, why do they want me in this match? Oh, oh, crap. So that to me personally, I think was like the biggest moment in my career that sort of like, I will always remember as the biggest thing because it sort of made me. And then in the match is that really, you know, memorable moment of Jericho getting in my face and me pushing back at him. And we had talked about that ahead of time. And that's honestly one of the things that really, I don't know if you want to say like made me, like that's the thing that really made people know who I was, that I, that my character is, I'm very strong. I, you know, I, I don't stand down to anybody. It doesn't matter who they are or how much experience they have or if they're a man or a woman, I take my job seriously. Don't get in my face type of thing. So personally and professionally, I think that's really like the moment that stands out most to me. That's awesome. Well, Aubrey, it's been great getting to know a little bit more of what you do in AEW. We appreciate it. You have done a tremendous job. It's a pleasure watching you uh, Wednesdays on Dynamite and Fridays on Rampage. Don't forget, you can watch AEW Dynamite tonight on TBS at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and then Rampage on TNT, 10 p.m. I Now, we don't really know each other that well. It's always great having you on the show. But I do want to ask you a favor, if you could. Sure. All right. You do the show, the Unrestricted Podcast with Tony Schiavone. I don't know your feelings about Tony Schiavone. I always looked up to Tony Schiavone. I was a huge fan of Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone hates me. I don't know why he hates me. He doesn't do it on the podcast, which I appreciate. But in front of Mark Henry, in front of Jim (laughs) Ross, he and his other podcast that he does with Conrad Thompson, he speaks so poorly of me. If you could just find out what he has against me, I would appreciate it. Tony Schiavone and I are very, very good friends, which is great. I didn't grow up watching wrestling. I don't know. I didn't know who he was when we started the podcast. I'm like, oh, he's actually this big deal. This is pretty great. <laughs> so we're, we're very close friends. I have a feeling I can ask him. Uh, I'm sure he'll be honest with me. Uh, and you'll have to pay me money in order to get the right answer. So whatever it Remember, takes, that could Aubrey. be bribed. I love it. <laughs> Aubrey, Aubrey Edwards, thank you so much for the time. That was amazing. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It's good to see you both. See you, awesome. Inside the Green Room with three-time NBA champ Danny Green. Joel's playing the playoffs. James playing the playoffs. Knowing that they make an emphasis here not to call as many fouls in the playoffs. They're going to change it even more. So they're going to let guys play even more. And the key is to, when it doesn't happen, get back on defense. But you got to get back. So... We don't get the foul call. We don't make a shot. We can't let our offense dictate our defense. And that's the biggest thing, biggest change we need to grow in and mature on. Don't miss an episode of Inside the Green Room with Danny Green every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcast. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. And there's a lot to get into, as always, each and every time that we have you on, Tony. But I am hyped for AEW Dynamite tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on TBS because I believe we're getting Adam Cole and Jay Lethal on the show tonight. We are. It's going to be a great match, and there's a lot of history between these two wrestlers. Uh, Very fittingly, they had amazing battles in Ring of Honor, and they're two of the top wrestlers on the planet, I believe, and I think it's going to be a great match tonight on Dynamite, Jay Lethal versus Adam Cole. And, you know, first time in a a little while, he's wrestled Sammy Guevara, in his debut, and then uh, has had some other great matches along the way. Had a tremendous match, I thought, with Ricky Starks on Rampage. And uh, last night had a tremendous match with J.D. Drake on Dark, and now a great chance to have uh, Jay Lethal versus Adam Cole on Dynamite in what I expect to be an awesome, awesome match. And uh, very emblematic of the times. You know, a great match with two of the top wrestlers today. Uh, looking back at history, specifically their great history in Ring of Honor, and looking forward to a great match tonight on TBS on Dynamite. Uh, one thing I specifically love, I saw, I think you tweeted it, was the win-loss record of both men. And when I saw that, I was like, this has been your mission statement from the beginning of the company where you have straight up said, wins and losses matter. And people come in, and it's not like right away they're given a title shot. They have to earn their spot. They have to earn their spot within the company. But when you put together that graphic or that tweet, I was like, wow, these are two guys with similar records. And it goes like 
football. Like, wow, these two guys who are really, really good teams. What's going to happen? I get to tune in tonight on Dynamite and see it. Yeah, I'm really excited for that match. And there's so much happening tonight. Uh, it's just a really exciting time in pro wrestling, I think, uh, for the fans tonight, new fans or fans who hadn't watched wrestling on TV in a while. There's so many stars wrestling in great matches tonight. I mean, to have Sting teaming up with Matt and Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen, that is such a great team, and they're going up against two of the top tag teams, Private Party and the Butcher and the Blade, in an eight-man tornado match. I think it'll be an awesome, awesome match, and you know, there's so much else to look forward to tonight. I think Chris Jericho is as good as ever. And to have Chris Jericho on tonight, uh, teaming with Daniel Garcia for the first time ever, and uh, going straight to the top, taking on the number one ranked tag team, John Silver and Alex Reynolds, that's huge. So, so many things happening, and these are so many of the great stars in pro wrestling today, and, and great names, timeless names, like Sting, Matt and Jeff Hardy, and Chris Jericho. And, you know, speaking of timeless names, CM Punk returning to the show tonight, which I think we could do uh, several shows just talking about all the great things that have happened with CM Punk since he returned to pro wrestling in AEW, and uh, the team of John Moxley and Brian Danielson with William Regal in their corner. Uh, so many of the iconic, timeless names in pro wrestling uh, tonight on Dynamite on TBS. So it's pretty, pretty awesome and a lot to go over. Um, if I could just take you back uh, just to last week, because I, I, we just had Aubrey Edwards uh, on the show. And yep. last week, and I always say this, the wrestlers are always put in a position to succeed. And last week, the emotion and feeling with Thunder Rosa in their hometown, and, and for that match, almost a year build later, was everything right to end in a violent feud for backstage for you personally? Like, can you tell us what emotions you were going through when you were there witnessing it? Because you have, you know, if I look at Tony brain, you, you were put all this thing together in your head. And then all of a sudden when it transpires on television, the way it does, it's beautiful art. So like, what was the emotion, the vibe, for you backstage with all that stuff going on well i'm very happy and congratulations to the new women's world champion thunder rosa and thank you very much to the great world champion dr Britt baker who carried the championship for about 10 months and was such a great champion had so many great defenses uh it was it was really uh an amazing moment and it was a long time coming the rivalry goes back over a year and the match they had one year prior at the St. Patrick's Day Slam was one of our best main events, and it was voted the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Match of the Year. Dave, I believe it was your pick for the match of the yep. year last year. And, uh, you know, it, it felt so great to be able to bring the St. Patrick's Day Slam out to San Antonio, to bring it to Thunder Rosa's hometown, for her to get that reaction, which we were very confident she would get, and then it happened. It was such an amazing match, and tonight will be the first time we'll hear from the new women's world champion, Thunder Rosa, since she won the championship last week. Uh, and it's been an emotional, awesome week on both sides. It's awesome.
awesome for Thunder Rosa. It's very hard to transition away from such a great champion now as Dr. Britt Baker, everything she did for this company. And she main evented some of the biggest shows we've ever had. When you look, the AEW Grand Slam in Arthur Ashe Stadium, Britt Baker was a main event of that show against Ruby Soho. The very first episode of AEW Rampage, Britt Baker in the main event defending the championship against Red Velvet. The very first Battle of the Belts, Britt Baker was in the main event defending the championship against Riho, uh, and so many other big events where we've had her as the main event, of course, against Rosa at the first St. Patrick's Day Slam, and then again at the second St. Patrick's Day Slam, now in a cage match. And uh, they were great matches, and specifically these matches with Thunder Rosa were excellent, and uh, it's always bittersweet. Uh, when you have a new champion and you're, you know, saying farewell for now to such a great champion as Britt. But I think we are in great hands with Thunder Rosa. You know, Tommy was just, just said, and I agree, putting your superstars in positions to succeed. How proud were you, you know, putting Max Caster in that position on Rampage last week to be in the main event? Because where you know taking a chance on those two, knowing that you had gold with those two, and then seeing you know Max in that main event on Rampage this last Friday, that was excellent. I was really excited about that main event. It was an excellent match, Keith Lee versus Max Caster. Uh, a very interesting aftermath. Uh, of course, we saw Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks come down, get involved, the acclaimed fighting with Keith Lee and then Swerve Strickland making the save. Uh, and before that, it was a great match and a great main event. Uh, Keith Lee has done so well since he came to AEW recently, and the acclaimed for the last couple of years have been one of the top tag team acts. And it's not the first time we've seen the acclaimed in the main event, but when every time they're out there, uh, they deliver in multiple ways, both in the ring and with a great – charisma they have and max caster his raps uh always make me smile and i i really enjoyed uh the match itself too so very proud how far the acclaimed have come and very proud of the match and how well keith lee has done since he came to aew speaking of laughs i don't know how tony you kept a straight face in that interview that you did with rj city i was watching that and i was i mean seriously you know, sold some of that stuff, which was absolutely fantastic. It it was it was honestly a joy to watch you too. Thank thank you. Well, I I enjoyed having RJ City down, and um, I'll look forward to doing more stuff with him. I really enjoyed his comedy and his interviews, and I think a lot of the wrestlers liked having him there. And it was it was a big part of the Revolution weekend. Of course, it was a great pay per view event, huge success for AEW. And I don't know if people know how significant the buys we've done for these shows are. But, I mean, you know, you look back, for example, at the competition, and before they stopped doing pay-per-views in 2013, you know, in a time when it was arguably easier to get people to order a linear pay-per-view or or sit down and uh, devote that time. Uh, But if if it is an apples-to-apples comparison nine years ago at similar price points, you know, we're doing very similar sales. For example, uh, just looking at, you know, before the the network came in and the end of our competition doing pay-per-view, you know, just uh, look back at the pay-per-view numbers in 2013. They're very similar to the numbers that we've done.
for our last few pay-per-views. So uh, it, it's there's re- and before that, really uh, outside of WWE, nobody has done the pay-per-view numbers that we're doing since the '90s, and uh, it's pretty great time for pro wrestling. And uh, you know, speaking of pay-per-views, if I may, because RJ City did such a great job promoting Revolution and promoting our AEW pay-per-views. It's going to be the first time doing this. It's going to be something very different. I'm very excited for the Ring of Honor Supercard in Dallas. Uh, I've announced some matches for it. We spoke about Jay Lethal, who's on TBS tonight on Dynamite in a huge match. Of course, Jay Lethal has been known as the face of Ring of Honor, the franchise of Ring of Honor, and I'm very excited to have his match versus Lee Moriarty on the Supercard and have announced a lot more for that pay-per-view, and we'll continue announcing big matches for that pay-per-view. And I only know one way to do pay-per-view, and it's going uh, 100% and doing the very best you can. So I promise to make that pay-per-view great. I know that there are a lot of people that are going to be around the Dallas Metroplex area at that time. And I'll be honest, this is my first time going out there uh, for that particular event weekend. It's not normally something I would do. It's not normally something AEW would do. And, in fact, it's not something AEW would ever do, and we're not doing it. Uh, you know, because the event had been scheduled in advance by Ring of Honor and the tickets had been sold, I really felt like the right thing to do, do right by the fans here, was to have the show and to make it the best show I possibly could, even though it's uh, – unusual for us to go, frankly, uh, into enemy territory and run a show that weekend. It's normally something uh, associated with smaller wrestling companies and and, and something I didn't want to do. And uh, that being said, since it was booked and the fans were committed to it, I'm going to go in 100% and make it the best possible thing I can. So uh, I never expected to be talking about WrestleMania weekend and about the logistics of the shows there. I have been told that they booked this show a little bit out there for uh, what's going on and maybe a little bit off the beaten path, but I'm just going to tell everyone right now it's going to be worth it to come to the show. It's going to be worth it to stay. I know there are other people doing shows on Friday night, but this is going to be the best one, and I'm going to make sure that it is. And, you know, people control and say what they want, but the people that have actually ordered the pay-per-views know nobody does pay-per-views better at this point. And that's not uh, an opinion. That's a fact. And so I will promise to deliver an awesome pay-per-view here, the best Ring of Honor pay-per-view I can possibly do. It'll be different than an AEW pay-per-view, but in terms of promising that there's going to be good matches and I'll deliver a lot of fun stuff for the fans and do the best I can, It will be very similar. So uh, that is a promise right now, and I know there will be a lot of people around the Dallas area. You're going to want to come. Uh, In addition to FTR versus the Briscoes, Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty, Alex Zane versus Swerve Strickland, and, of course, the undisputed Ring of Honor world title match with Bandito returning to take on Jonathan Gresham. We'll be announcing more for the show, and then there's going to be a lot of fun stuff I'm not going to announce. So uh, I think it would be in everyone's best interest if you're in the area for the show. Consider coming out to Garland for this. It'll be worth the trip. And uh, if you're watching stuff that weekend, it'll be a great pay-per-view. And, you know, it's even on head-to-head with AEW Rampage next Friday. 
And I'm going to make Rampage awesome, too. I take that challenge and try to put as much great wrestling on a Friday as we possibly can. And I'm really excited about all that. So to backtrack what you were saying um, with your pay-per-views, you mean wrestling fans like great wrestling and great builds to a wrestling pay-per-view? And then when we get that, it was rewarding. No way. What do you mean? <laughs> Call the hotline. Wrestling fans like wrestling? No. It's the best. Wrestling fans are the absolute best. And the one thing I wish is I wish I had, you know, had, had control of the TV for months to build to this pay-per-view, but, but I haven't. And this will really be my first show in charge of Ring of Honor, and I'm really excited about it. Um, it's been awesome working with some new people and meeting some new people. Uh, and the, it's not how I'm used to building a card, but on the other hand, we didn't have TV before the original Double or Nothing. And there are so many great fans online that follow pro wrestling, that want to see exciting matches. And I believe if I can put together these exciting matches, we can build off this pay-per-view and you know almost use it as a pilot for a new product the same way as the original Double or Nothing launched a new AEW. So nice. I have so much respect for the history of Ring of Honor, and I think that will hopefully come through in the Supercard pay-per-view next Friday on Fight TV and pay-per-view.com or anybody that comes out to Dallas uh, for the show. But I, I really believe it will be, if not the highlight of the weekend, one of the highlights of the weekend, and I'll, I'll do my best to make it a great show, as good a show as I, I think we can do for Ring of Honor. Yeah, and, and and I think I mentioned this before, and last night I, I was with Kerry Silken, and he's so proud that, you know, you're a part of it, owner of AE, of, uh, of Ring of Honor right now. So you have, you understand better than anybody, because first and foremost, you're a fan of the tradition and how much Ring of Honor means to pro wrestling fans. So I know when you're putting this show together, you always have that in mind, how much this company has meant to so many over the last 20 years. I'm very well aware. And it's been a lot to me too. A lot of the great ring of honor stars over the years have come to AEW, but there are so many great stars that are still in ring of honor or stars out there in other places in pro wrestling that I want to bring back to ring of honor. So I'm really thrilled to be able to bring that to the fans and in addition to seeing some of those great matches in ring of honor i mean you'll see some respect paid to some of those great rivalries in aew tonight on dynamite free to everybody who's got cable and uh if, if you don't have it you can meet up with a friend hopefully who's got cable and and watch it at their place on tbs tonight it's just such a great night of wrestling i really believe and i'm a fan too and when you can bring the fans great matches like Jay Lethal versus Adam Cole, and do things like uh, have Sting team up with Matt and Jeff Hardy for the first time ever, along with Darby Allen in this exciting tornado match versus Private Party and the Butcher and the Blade. And we know Sting and Darby in these tornado matches, uh, they're very adept at them, and it's, it's crazy to say that, that Sting is at home in a tornado match now. Uh, having just celebrated his birthday this past weekend. But age is really just a number, and Sting is the guy that proves that. Um, and time after time, you know, we saw him in Houston in a great t Texas Tornado match uh, versus 2.0 last August. And then just a few weeks ago, we saw Sting and Darby and Sammy 
in a, another tornado tag. And uh, we know uh, what Sting does. We know the standard he sets and how hard he goes in the ring. And it'll be so fun to watch that on Dynamite. And I really think you're going to hear incredibly loud reactions tonight. And I, hopefully that's a good selling point for the fans to watch the show because I know people love watching a show with great reactions. And we're going to start out with a bang tonight. It'll be a great show, and I can promise you uh, you're going to hear the superstar reaction for Sting, and you're going to hear the superstar reaction for Darby. And right now the reactions that Matt and Jeff Hardy are getting are some of the loudest reactions I've heard in the business. Uh, you know, it's, it's three years for AEW, but I've been a fan for a long time, and it's very rare to hear anything like the huge buzz for Matt and Jeff. You know, just like wrestling things, you know, what's old is new. Sometimes the simplest things are the best things. Just like building to the hot tag last week in the yeah. Hardys match and the crowd being so hungry to see Jeff in the ring, it's so great to hear. And uh, it feels like um, Jeff's been here forever. And uh, he's fit into the locker room so well. He fits into AEW so well. It's just been so great to have Jeff Hardy in AEW. And uh, I'm really excited for that match tonight. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. A lot to look forward to tonight on TBS, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Dynamite. Don't forget Rampage on Fridays at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, next Friday, uh, Supercard of Honor, the return of Ring of Honor uh, next Friday night, available on Fight TV. And, and Tony, as always, thank you so, so much for the time and really looking forward to what we're going to see tonight on Dynamite. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.